We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody, with you as always. Guys, we want to talk about some strengths and weaknesses of the Indianapolis Colts. We typically do this right at the end of the year, talking about some things that need to be changed with the team and some things that they showed us, hey, they still got it going into the next season. So we'll go ahead and hop into the first thing here and Cody, not really in any particular order. You can start with any of these that you want to. Uh, what are some strengths that the Indianapolis Colts showed after the 2023 season? Yeah, Derek, I guess I will start with something that we already perceived as a strength and then talk about some new strengths as we go along. You got to talk about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, with what he does and what he's done for the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, I think we would have said the same thing a year ago, right? The, one of the strengths of this team is their running attack primarily through Jonathan Taylor, what he's able to do. Again, 2023 was not like the best season for Jonathan Taylor in terms of he missed a bunch of games because of injuries. There was the whole contract dispute. There was all that stuff. But Derek, when Jonathan Taylor got right, I mean, dude, that dude showed you he still got it. There's no question, right? That Houston game should tell you all you need to know. Jonathan Taylor is still him. He is still one of the best running backs in the NFL, still extremely young, and he's going to continue to be one of the best running backs in the NFL for a long, long time. And, and you just love to see that from Jonathan Taylor and just takes one you know, check mark, I guess, off for you, uh, one that you already perceived you had. And you know, we all know the kind of the drama that was last year. So, Derek, I was thinking about this the other day. It is just so nice now to not have to worry about anything with Jonathan Taylor, with the contract, or anything like that. Moving forward, we know he's running back one. He's going to be in Indianapolis for a while. And so it's just a nice feeling to feel like, man, Jonathan Taylor, he's still the Colts offense. The Colts offense still runs through him. And uh, it's, it's just a great asset to have for a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson. So definitely would say Jonathan Taylor is probably the biggest strength the Colts have. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor is definitely a elite running back, and he's one of those commodities that, you know, don't go around very often for every team. And, you know, we've been fortunate to have Jonathan Taylor 
do some of the things that he does. And it, it's been a lot of fun to watch that. And it was great to see him come back in 2023 and showcase that once again and, you know, remain healthy for the most part and come in clutch in some of the biggest games of the season. It really stinks that we couldn't uh, close it out like what we wanted to, but you got a lot of great, uh, you have a lot of great uh, expectations for Jonathan Taylor with this offense going into 2024. Uh, And that's really what it's all about. So it's really been awesome to watch. Uh, Another piece here that we have uh, that can go along with the Jonathan Taylor part is the offensive line. This was a unit that in 2022 was one of the worst units in all of the National Football League uh, from every perspective, was bad at running the uh, run blocking and was extremely bad at pass blocking. And then all of a sudden, you have a reality check with this offensive line. You bring in a new offensive line coach that preaches a little bit more of the accountability and the fundamentals. And despite your offensive line seemingly never having played a full game with each other all season, uh, you still found a way to have a top unit at this offensive line for the majority of the season. And definitely makes you feel a lot better, Cody, going into 2024, knowing that the offensive line has kind of found its rhythm again. Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. Definitely seeing Bernard Ryman take that step into franchise left tackle territory was definitely the biggest storyline and the biggest thing we probably watched with this offensive line. But yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody across the board having career years, Derek. I mean, you already talked about Ryman, but Quentin Nelson, nice bounce back season from him. Ryan Kelly, one of the best rated centers in all football. You know, Will Fry is taking that next step and his his growth and his progression. You know, Braden Smith, when he was on the field, he was fantastic. So yeah, the offensive line, when they're healthy, I think, Derek, you can still argue they are one of the top offensive lines in the NFL. You know, they can pass protect well, and also they can obviously open running holes for Jonathan Taylor, and they can do it against some of the best run defenses in the NFL. I mean, Houston was a top run defense, Derek, um, and the Colts were able to run for a ton of yardage against them. You know, we, we already know what they did against the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, the Colts are able to do that when they have all their guys healthy and playing at their highest potential. And so, yeah, the offensive line, well, yeah, I definitely think you could afford to probably get some more depth on that unit. I do think overall one to five, this offensive line, it's very, very good. And and the ascension of Bernard Ryman just makes it even better now, knowing you have that answer at left tackle and knowing that you have a lot of these guys under contract this year, Derek, it's definitely a great thing to see. Um, and you have a kind of that combination of you know some of the youth and also some of the veteran guys in there. So um, definitely great to see from this unit overall. Definitely a strength. Absolutely. Uh, what's the next strength that we see with this Colts team? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I would say with this team, definitely one has to be the linebackers. You know, you saw what obviously Zaire Franklin is able to do, breaking a franchise record. Ironically enough, the record that he set in 2022 in terms of tackles. And so he just continues to ascend. That's great to see EJ speed his best year as a pro. Um, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, Derek, considering Shaq Leonard's no longer on the team and he hasn't been on the team for a long time now, you know, since midseason. And so it's kind of crazy to say, despite the fact that Shaq didn't, you know, we talked about all these guys that did come back from these, you know, bad seasons in 2022. Shaq didn't, you know, he was the one exception of that rule where he didn't come back and prove that he was worth that contract, right? But still, the the linebacking group, the two starters you had, you know, they played extremely well, I thought. They had a lot of nice moments, and I definitely think it's still a strength on this team. And that's one thing, man, that for whatever reason, Chris Ballard can draft him some linebackers because EJ Speed's a fifth-round pick, Zaire Franklin's a seventh-round pick. But still, they're both playing at really, really high levels. So, yeah, definitely the linebackers for the Colts. Totally agree with you there, man. I mean, we've we've had our fair share of really good linebackers ever since Ballard has been here. So definitely been a great thing for that. Um, one thing I will definitely say before we get into our last part in this, I will say even though it's just one year and a lot of people will still say that you can't definitively tell yet, I will definitely say that head coach is a strength of this team for the Indianapolis Colts. Cause I mean, Cody, it's not one, it's not just one thing to defy expectations and, you know, be able to have a winning record when the majority of people uh, that cover the sport had you at anything but a winning record. It's another thing to go in and, completely change the dynamic of this team and revitalize an offense that uh, didn't have a great quarterback situation this year. They're running backs in and out of injuries the whole time. Offensive linemen missing from time to time. Uh, the passing game being in- inefficient to say the least and to still have a above average offense in this league and then to be able to win games uh, off of that, you know, I, I found it that coach Steichen has already exceeded the expectations and has flourished in the eyes of many Colts fans. And I have a very good feeling about where this team is headed with him coaching this team. Yeah. I mean, you definitely saw in year number one, you know, like where, like you said, the expectations were for this team and where they finished definitely very impressive from Shane Steichen. And, you know, Derek, it's not like you did this massive, massive overhaul 
of your roster. You may, especially offensively, I should say. I know more defense. Maybe you got some more guys in there, but offensively, you didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, you added what Josh Downs, um, and really was you know obviously Anthony Richardson as well. But like outside of that, you didn't really add a whole lot of guys. You had the same offensive line. You had the same group of tight ends. Will Mallory, I guess, is another guy you could throw in there, but he didn't like play a major, major role for you in year number one. You know, you still had Michael Pittman. You still had Alec Pierce. You know, you still had Taylor. You still had Zach Moss. So to see kind of where that unit was uh, in 2022, I mean, really like historically bad, Derek, in a lot of different ways to where it was this last year in 2023, I think it definitely speaks to just how good of a coach Shane Steichen is that he was able to get all of these guys functioning at the level they were functioning at, despite still dealing with some injuries, still not having your star quarterback for a good chunk of the season, but you were still able to be competitive right until the end, Derek. And you were still able to put up a halfway competent enough offense, despite some of these things uh, to keep you competitive and keep you in a lot of games. And I mean, I think a lot of people would argue you should have probably won a couple more games in 2023. So yeah, definitely the culture change that Shane Steichen's brought about and just the results we've seen already, the dividends we've seen already being paid out, is definitely great. And we talked about the idea of the culture, Derek. I mean, the thing of accountability that was so, so lacking in the previous regime. And we've already seen it in multiple ways. I mean, from Shane Steichen, I mean, I feel like in year one, Derek, we saw more accountability happening for the Colts than we ever saw. You know, in the what, however many years under Frank Reich, it, it just was night and day. It's just night and day with that kind of stuff. And so, definitely think Coach Steichen did a great, great job uh, bringing this unit and getting this unit to where it needed to be. Um, and all just with the team in general, getting this team for the most part ready to play on Sunday or whatever they play. Absolutely. Uh, last strength here before we get moving to the weaknesses. I think that you can mention a couple of the young weapons that you have in here. Um, we mentioned Jonathan Taylor already, who's still young. Michael Pittman, who's still young. You did uh, draft Josh Downs, who you feel very confident in moving forward. Um, Will Mallory and Jelani Woods. If Jelani Woods gets healthy, you feel confident in what he's able to do. And even on the defensive side of things, if we want to talk about, you know, how you drafted Juju Brents and you have uh, a couple other young guys on that team that are looking to impress, I think that, you know, Indy has a solid collection of young guys that can definitely still do some amazing things with this team. Just hopefully they can start building the roster up more so it can all be put together well. Yeah, it definitely was a fresh, uh, fresh breath of air for this roster to get a lot of infusion of young talent into it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's obviously still more to be done, uh, no question. We still think they need to add a couple more young playmakers on offense, probably the same for that defense as well. Uh, but but still, like, there, I think the foundation is there, Derek, for a lot of good pieces, a lot of good young pieces, I should add, for this roster where you feel confident that you're headed and trending in the right direction with this group. Um, and so, yeah, definitely like to see that from both sides of the football. Um, you know, the, the receivers that the Colts have, but though I think they need to add one more potentially, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, some of the other guys on the defensive side of things that are looking to take bigger roles in 2024. I definitely agree with you. I'd say 
there are definitely some young pieces that you like on your roster so far that are still kind of in that rookie contract, you know, kind of that area of a rookie contract. Uh, so you definitely like to see that. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, when he's healthy um, as well, you got to throw that in because he is a weapon as well. But, uh, yeah, let's jump into some of the weaknesses now, Derek. I think the biggest one that we saw that kind of, I don't want to say derailed because the Colts were still able to hang into the end, but you just wonder if the injuries weren't such a factor to some of these key positions, specifically thinking quarterback and tight end, talking about two guys who were supposed to be weapons for you that, you know, their seasons got shut down really early, didn't get to see them at full potential. I mean, even to some degree, you know, your running backs, you know, just, just these injuries like that, that kind of prevented your team and, and really the fans and everybody from fully seeing what this team is capable of. I think that definitely is just, you got to just be wary of that. And, and it's hard to label that as necessarily a weakness, but it just was a big bummer in 2023. And it can't continue for this team to be successful. Well, and it leads to a segue of if you're if you're the Indianapolis Colts, you kind of need to keep looking for that opportunity for more playmakers, especially on offense. I mean, look, the quarterback position, it happened with the Indianapolis Colts in 2023. I don't anticipate it being a long-term thing, but, I mean, you never know when it comes to things like this. I'm less concerned about the quarterback injuries and more about, you know, to injuries such things as tight end because, you know, I mean, we saw with this tight end group is already kind of, it's kind of, I would say it's just, it's still a big mystery. If you're the Indianapolis Colts, Mo Ali Cox, yes, he's a great blocker, but he's not he's not a six million dollar a year guy for the offensive production you get from him. Kylan Granson, while albeit can definitely make some plays, he's not a game changer. Um, and Jelani Woods, what you have with him right now, uh, you don't know what he's going to be because obviously he spent the entire year trying to fix his lower body. Um, so that's going to be something we still have yet to figure out. And of course, well, Mallory, like you said, well, Mallory showed a lot of great things, but the problem was is Indianapolis doesn't seem to think that he's the tight end number one right now, which I think a lot of people would say that, well, Mallory is tight end number one. When you look at it from the offensive production of the past game, but I mean, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of mystery with this unit so far and it's been a big issue uh and it's something that needs to be addressed moving forward and you know we're going to talk about uh the secondary here in a little bit that's also got something to do with this but yeah for weapons perspectives you need to continue to get more 100% yep definitely agree with you there all right um what are some other Derek things that we think the Colts need to add here. You already mentioned it, so I guess that's a good segue into it. Um, let's talk about just some of the the youth at the defensive back position. So specifically thinking the two outside rookie corners against now second-year corners going into year number two, and then the youth that you have at free safety, that, Derek, we understand there are growing pains with that, but definitely at times, I feel like especially at free safety, it was an issue. I mean, the lack of experience – and just not really having a true guy that took it by the reins and ran with it, I think that definitely is something, Derek, where you look at this unit and you say, you could definitely probably use a veteran presence in one, if not both, of these rooms. 
So what are your thoughts here on just the youth kind of movement the Colts decided to go with? Well, definitely has, you know, both ups and downs. What are your thoughts on just this defensive backroom in general? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the main up with it is, you know, you you're thinking at some point in an, in year two, three, or four is when you start to see these all these young guys start to eclipse right at around the same time, and if that happens, then you're looking at a really good young secondary that all are working in harmony. But the problem is, is you have it in this situation where you are uh, young and you're inexperienced and your team is struggling. And of course the injury bug had a lot to do with that. We had Juju Brents miss part of the year. Dallas flowers missed the majority of the year. Uh, you had a couple other guys in the secondary that were struggling with it as well. So that definitely is an issue. And of course, when Julian Blackman went down at the end of the year, uh, you saw a lot of differences in that. Um, and then at free safety, you had uh, numerous you had numerous changes at the safety position because you didn't quite know who was actually the better safety at, towards the end of the year. I mean, obviously Blackman there, but at, at free safety, you were throwing everything out there just to see who could potentially make the next play. So that's another thing where the free safety position especially and then getting some of that corner depth is definitely something that's going to need to be addressed because you know god forbid some more injuries happen and you know even if it's not injuries it still would be nice to have a veteran corner uh in the locker room that understands how this game works and is able to provide some guidance for these young guys who are still trying to figure it out Yep, absolutely. Would definitely agree with you there. The last thing I think, Derek, that we have on this list for some weaknesses for the Colts, again, of course, it's the one I'm going to talk about because it's the one I truly believe is the biggest weakness on this defense. And I know some people will push back and say it's defensive back, but still, Derek, the consistency at getting after the quarterback, it's still lacking. And, and you know, Derek, I had this thought the other day, and I don't know if the Colts will go about it this way, and hopefully they don't, but Regardless of what I think, I just wonder how they view this defensive line. I mean, we've heard a little bit of how Ballard has said he views this defensive line, but I'm wondering, are do they view this unit like they viewed the offensive line in 2022, right? Where they like they're like, we have our guys who we think can be, you know, our future moving forward. We just didn't have the right voice in that room, you know, to lead that group into where the full potential is realized. Right. And so obviously we know, you know the move that they just recently made. And now they finally have kind of that defensive line coach that, you know, everybody's kind of saying, hey, this could be the guy that could be the kind of the game changer for the Colts. Right. In that way. And everybody's saying, hey, look, you know, Charlie Partridge could be 
that, you know, kind of magician, kind of like what we saw Tony Sperano, you know, how he kind of re-energized that offensive line in certain ways. So I'm like, do the Colts look at it like that? And they don't make a major investment this year. And then they let it play out for a year. And then they go and see next year, okay, maybe we go do that. Personally, for me, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's smart. I don't think it's wise to just kind of sit on your laurels when it comes to the defensive line and say it's fine. Um, I think you're always looking for more pass rush. And even though you broke the sack record, you look a little bit deeper, Derek. And we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. We might talk about it even further if the Colts go about that approach. But, you know, the consistent pressure, the pressure rate, it's just not there right now for the Colts. It wasn't there for the Colts, even though they had a lot of guys with a lot of sacks. I think those were a little bit inflated, Derek, in certain ways due to some of the competition you played, um, some of the quarterbacks you played. And so I really do feel like the Colts need to make an investment here. It's going to continue to be a weakness. I think truly, Derek, until they get that alpha, until they get that number one guy, that truly is the you know routine 12 to 15 sack type of guy. I think it's just going to continue to be more of the same, to be honest with you, until they figure it out. Yeah, I mean, we've said this so many times, and we'll continue to say it. I mean, it's they not like a broken record at this point, man. So, yeah, it, it is a like. broken record. It is very much a broken record, um, and we'll continue to sound like broken records for going into this next year and everything else. So again, we'll we apologize for that, guys, but we feel very strongly about the situation and you know we're going to continue to preach about the things that we think need to be done for this team to succeed regardless of whether or not we've other people feel the same way but that's going to do it for this one guys that was our strengths and weaknesses of the indianapolis colts after the 2023 season let us know your thoughts what do you guys think are strengths and weaknesses that'll do it for this one guys thank you so much for tuning in and as always go colts 